live from Studio B at the TWRA headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with your hosts, Doug and Jason. All right, hello everybody and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. I'm Jason Harmon and next to me is Mr. Doug Markham and Miss Amy Spencer. How are you, Amy? (laughs) Snyder? I'm fine. Spencer. (laughs) Snyder? Snyder Spencer. Okay, We're going to figure that I'll out answer, today. I'll answer either way. All right. We're, <laughs> We're glad gonna... to have Amy in here today. Yeah. First time? First time on the show. She's been with us uh, as an officer for a long time, but now she's the Information Education Coordinator in Region 1. That's right. How are you liking that? Better say good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adjusting to the change. <laughs> okay. I did enjoy missing opening morning of turkey season. I bet you did. You're doing a great job, Amy. Uh, we're glad to have you here. Amy's actually in Nashville today to do some stuff, so we grabbed her while we could because we want to talk about alligators and other stuff. But Amy, uh, you are—we we kid you about your name—but you're an officer, were an officer over in Madison County. Yes. And you went by Amy Snyder over there uh, for 17 and a half years. Right. So that's how everybody in Region One knows me. So I'll answer to still answer to Snyder, but uh, okay. my legal name is Snyder Spencer. So I'm married to Bubba Spencer, who happens to be an officer over in. Hardeman County. Yes, Hardeman. yes. Okay. and we kept it separate when we were working. A lot of people just didn't to, know we were married. Yeah, so if just we, don't want to confusion. Right, and if we were working together, they didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Undercover. <laughs> All right. Sort of. I guess it's sort of like that. Anyway, uh, but now you're the information person over there. You replaced Dave Gabbard here a few months ago who was there a long time as the information person, and you have hit the road hot going to doing a lot of TV, doing a lot of newspaper, doing a lot of radio, so folks are going to know who you are over there. I'm trying to get us out there. Doing a good job. Doing a good job, it. yeah. Put out a great little video of the day. Some eagles on Facebook. They released an eagle. Yeah. Rehabbed from the Memphis Zoo. Is that right? They rehabbed it there. That was awesome. Yeah. I will say that that's got to be one of the most unique things I've done. I've done some pretty cool things in my career, but that that was pretty awesome. I mean, I've always been on the receiving end of it's injured. Let's take it. I've never been on the end of let's releasing it. Cool. And that was. And that's they awesome. said he was feisty from the day they brought him in. He didn't want to be touched. He didn't want to be worked on. And and he was feisty and ready to get out that day too ready to go mm-hmm. i suppose you've done a lot of other things that though you say you're not usually on the release end but i bet you've released a few turkeys in your days no i missed all that did you now it was I, behind I, you I, that was already gone or before you I, yep i missed all that um matter of fact <coughs> where we live now in hardeman county was the uh, original location that they trapped right across the road so uh, that was you know they trapped hundreds of birds right there and now we don't see any. We have very few. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. But, you know, the turkey population's kind of down right now. So Yeah, they'll, they'll rebound, I think. They'll rebound. It'll be okay. And we're looking at them in southern middle Tennessee. And uh, you got some pretty good deer over there. So, since we're talking about game, pretty good deer? We do. West Tennessee's full of big deer. Uh, Fayette County, Hardeman County, some pockets in Madison County. We are producing some really nice 160, 170, 180 class deer. I mean, it's it's really changed in the since I started. Um when I first came on, almost 18 years ago, 18 years in August, um, we were seeing, you know, you'd see some 120s, you'd see some 130s, except out of Hardeman and Fayette. They've always had big deer. Mm-hmm. And in the last four or five years, I'm consistently seeing guys kill 150, 160, and even bigger. Uh, you, that one this year out of Madison County was, what, 180-something? Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. It was a really big deer. seems like the last three or four years we're getting photographs of these great big West one, Tennessee bucks. One of the last ones I took as an officer was uh, 200 and nine and change so um 
Yeah, we're seeing some big deer, and it's nice to see them. And young, young big deer, that's the key. Okay, where'd you go to school to get your wildlife degree, where you became an officer? UT Knoxville. Okay, and went there four years to get the degree? No, I actually went to Maryville College. Okay. Um, played volleyball up through there, and, you know, uh, that's busy when you're got a bio- trying to get a biology major. Uh, Maryville is one of two undergraduate schools that requires you to do a, a thesis before you can graduate. Okay. And when I, my thesis was in white-tailed deer, and as I was doing my thesis, I'm like, this is what I really want to do. I don't want to coach and I don't want to teach. So I switched gears and said, well, what's the quickest way I can get out of school? And I could go to UT Knoxville and get another undergrad in so many hours or get a master's. And I was like, I'm done with school. So I want the cheapest <laughs> cheapest and quickest way out. Yeah. And, so, and became an officer and you were an officer for how long? 17 and a half years. How many females were officer while you were there? There, we're down now. I think at one time we had about five or six. I was the longest one in lawn for in the field mm-hmm. until a couple months ago. Until a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? How was that working in a, <laughs> in, a, in a world where it's 95% men doing the enforcement work? Uh, I wish I'd kept a book of comments. Yeah. <laughs> I had some great comments over the years, uh, some interesting experiences. You know, you have some problems. Um that's you're tough though right? stories uh, um, <laughs> I, I was known to be very tough um uh, if you want to get somebody caught call amy um i, I was uh I, I had some pretty good numbers uh and i enjoyed it i mean um mm-hmm. but you, i grew up hunting and fishing so i you know i had that knowledge of how to catch people what to look for um I had a partner that used to tell me I had supersonic eyesight, hearing, and smell because I could <laughs> read a tag when it would pass me in the mirror, you know, in the rearview. You know, I could read it. And, That's or wild. Or we'd be driving down the road, and I'm like, did you see that guy sitting in that stand with no orange on it, like 50 miles an hour, and hit the brakes? And he's like, what? And we'd back up, and I'm like, yeah, on the back of that field. And <laughs> he's like, how do you do it? And I'd hear something, although here they come, and I don't know. It was just kind of a joke with us that, you know, gosh, how do you do that? But I've always been that kid that was really observant. And saw things, you know, maybe driving down the road. Hey, Dad, you see that eight point? What deer? Turn around and go back and look through the binoculars, and it's an eight point. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, so it, it was a good career. It was a lot of fun, but mm. um, we're going to have to utilize some of that supersonic <laughs> talent here in the information <laughs> world. We got to figure that out. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I got to figure out how to put those <laughs> skills into into that. But uh, it, yeah, I saw a lot. Um, it, it was a challenge. Um, you have to be two things I've learned. You've got to be pretty, you've got to be tough, mentally tough to mm-hmm. handle some of the things and you got to be thick skinned because it, it is amazing what people say well, about you and you just, you know, were there people that were, were there guys out there that tried to take advantage of you because you were a female? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that happened more than one occasion and you've got to be situational awareness and got to be officer safety aware and, and not put yourself in a bad situation. And that was one thing I always put I want to go home at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, even one time I remember doing it, I was in a, you know, got a spotlight and I was trying to catch him. You know, I got his tag number. I've already radioed it. And he, he ran. You cannot run the radio. So, yeah. you know. Radio is hard to beat. <laughs> so, you know, let's, let's think logically and, and let's, I want to go home at the end of the night. Now, a lot of times I work 24, 36 straight hours, but I still went home. I want to, you know, go home safe. It's, it's a big change these days, Amy. I know watching the training, watching the videos that, that, that uh, Todd would do or that Jason would do or Barry or somebody goes out and shoots of our guys uh, and gals out there doing training. It's, just, it's not just about catching fishermen and hunters or, that aren't doing what they're supposed to or trying to keep hunters and fishermen safe. Nowadays, they seem to be doing training that has anything to do with 
with hostage situations and drug situations. Well, mm-hmm. um, it's all changing. You know, you're you're talking to someone who found a, a meth lab in a duck blind one year. Uh, you never know what you're going to come across. We're out there in, in places that normal police officers are not. Uh, and everybody we deal with has a gun, and everybody says, oh, they're just good old boys. Well, you know how many convicted felons I've caught over the years that have attempted to kill someone or um, another guy that took a woman hostage or, you know, abducted, abducted her? That's the guys we're dealing with, too. So you have to be aware. They just happen to like to hunt and fish they also. They like to hunt and fish, and even though they've been a convicted felon, they're still out there doing it. Uh, matter of fact, one of the guys I was still working on at the end of my career was a two-time convicted felon that I'd already caught twice, and we were trying to catch him again. Yeah. So it's just that's you have to be more aware of what's going on. You know, you catch somebody shooting the dummy deer. I think every time I, I did that, they were usually they're doing some sort of illegal drug when they're doing that, or they're drinking. So that puts another situation into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think we probably more folks are good than bad, but you always oh, have yes. to work out. You have to find those guys that make us all look bad. And that's you know, you know, I was asked this the other day when we started the career. Uh, my husband and I both. It seemed like we had more violations. I can remember when bait used to be more of a problem in, in the county that I was in and, and then now. Um, typically, we're dealing with the good old guy. I mean, or, or gal out there. Yeah. Um, when I first started, you know, it was a rarity. Even when I hunted, oh, my gosh, you hunt. And, you know, you would see women. And now it's, it's just everyday occurrence. And that's great. I, I love seeing that because I grew up in a world that nobody hunted women. And... Uh, but what we're seeing, we're seeing the good gals, the good guys. Uh, but you still, there's always job security. I will say that. There's always going to be job security. <laughs> no problem there, right? But your typical hardcore, and I'm going to use the word poacher because that's what they were, yeah. those have been in decline. I mean, I've, I've done some cool warrants on some guys that were your hardcore core, um, poachers, and, and uh, I just we're not seeing that number of those type of individuals that we used that's to. Good that's news. good yeah. It's always good. it's always good. I don't think they'll run out, but it's always no, good. No, that there's always job security. Coming back. Yeah. All right. All right, Amy. Let's talk about alligators for a minute. You <laughs> we have, have uh, alligators in Tennessee? Yeah. Yes, we Amy, do. Amy Amy is our um, in West Tennessee, right? Amy yes. is yeah. West Tennessee. <laughs> Amy is our viral poster. Last a couple of years ago, year and a half ago, she posted two deer fighting that you shot on your farm somewhere. You on a trail cam. Went into about 200 million homes. I got calls from all over the world, uh, well, all over the country, I'm in parts of the world. I'm getting ready to replant that food plot, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here come the dancing deer. Anyway, uh, it did really good, and, and uh, it was interesting just to see. I don't know why it caught the imagination of so many folks, but two deer fighting. But but it did. It's cool video. Mm-hmm. Well, the other day, you posted uh, somebody out on one of our WMAs, I think, shot some video of an alligator on Wolf River. WMA. WMA. And it, and it went crazy. You would have thought that, that uh, alligators were downtown Nashville. And now, come on, you got to give me more credit. I've had a couple over a million now. Oh, you oh, have? Four. I, yeah, can't, yeah. I can't, can't keep up with them all, Amy. I uh, can't keep up with all of them. But I know Matt Cameron, who's your counterpart over in East Tennessee, put another alligator piece up the other day, and, yes. and it went crazy. It went uh, viral on Twitter. For our Twitter, it went viral, for, for sure. It did. It did. So what is it about alligators? I, I look at them personally. I have fished around them in Florida and Alabama. They don't bother me. They just leave me alone. But what mm-hmm. is this making people so crazy over these alligators? I think it's the unknown. And I think people have a tendency to overreact. I've noticed that in my career. It, it, it's any situation, the first instinct is to overreact. Let's relax. Let's think about what's really going on here. Um, alligators are just, 
you know, we've had them for years. We've had them for about 15 years. In Tennessee. In Tennessee. That in, we've been, in your part of the state. Yes, that yeah. we've been getting reports. I yeah. mean, it, it was not uncommon to say, hey, we got a report here. Um, we got a report there. Last year, I want to say in the summer, sometime in the summer, some videos started popping up of one in Hardin County. And uh, none of our officers got it, but, you know, we had several. What's a county heat seat of Hardin for folks that might be watching? Savannah. Okay, Savannah. Savannah. All western part of the state. Mm-hmm. So right. we were getting a few reports and some pictures coming in, and, and okay, that, that makes sense. And it was a small alligator. Um, but our guys were doing some routine work on Wolf River back in the wintertime, as you can look at the footage. And um, they saw it. And they were a pretty good distance away. And as you can see, they used their binocular with their cell phone. And that's why the video is shaky. We've had a, pop, a lot of people question that. And that's that was the problem there. But they got the video, and as they got closer, it disappeared. Now, we've had reports out of the Wolf area for years because we're talking that's five to seven miles from the Mississippi line. Mississippi has had a very healthy population for the last 15 years. We've had alligators hit and killed on the road. They've been hunting them. They've been seeing them regular. So it was not uncommon for us to say, yeah, we've got one. It's, you know, it's here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the public has just overreacted in some sort of fashion. Oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to eat my kids. It's going to eat my, you know, my pets or whatever. No, they don't, like you said, they don't bother you when you're fishing in mm-hmm. Florida. Well, or golfing in Florida. I've or had golfing that. in Florida. Yeah. You know, if you look at the stats, you know, it's Florida averages seven attacks a year. And look at how many alligators are in Florida, how many people are in Florida, how many tourists are in Florida. That comes out to your chances of being attacked roughly one in 2.4 uh, million. Listen, I'd be, a lot, I'd be a lot more concerned going downtown Nashville, Memphis, Knoxville at 2 o'clock in the morning yes. than I'd ever be going around <laughs> an alligator at any time. Well, you know, when um, I prepared for this post to come out, I, I kind of did some stats. You know, you're more likely to get um, – you're, you're, if you're going to – your chances of dying are more likely from a wasp or a bee sting. Okay, mm-hmm. or getting killed by a large mammal such as a horse or a cow, or getting attacked by a dog. Those those are more common, according to the CDC that did like a 15 year study. Getting attacked by an alligator is slim. Uh, and what we just want people to realize: you can still go out, you can still enjoy the outdoors, enjoy this biodiversity that we have, but just still be careful, be cautious of what's going on. But if the odds of you seeing it are slim, because they're going to go away. Mm-hmm. Well, there's talk um, with our commission and agency about what what may how they may be handled down the road. Possibly a hunting season. I'm not saying that's going to happen yet. Right now, maybe left alone. It just seems to me they're just expanding. And I'm with you. Go on, go do a go to your search engine, look them up, learn about them, and just like while you're there, learn about some snakes and learn about some coyotes, and and you're not going to be so scared of them. You know, that's them. that's something I was talking about to one of the non-game guys at, in the region one office the other day. I said, you know, we need to. I want to start doing some snake ID stuff. You know, put it up there. Which one is the water banded snake? Which one's the cottonmouth? Because we get that all the time. Yeah. I kind of get tired of seeing the dead snakes on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I really do. When it's, you know, you got a rat snake and they killed it. Yeah. I always think you might as well go out and kill your songbirds. I mean, it's about <laughs> the equivalent of killing something like that. Why would you yeah. do it? Yeah. I, you know, um, my husband was, go- was very upset with a post on Facebook the other day that one of our buddies did, and it was a red rat snake, mm. and they killed it. And it was just like, really? And he's like, you know, I'm about to the point to say to all my friends, if you post it, I'm going to come write you a ticket. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah. And it was, you know, it wasn't in their yard. It wasn't hurting anything, but let's chop its head off. Really? 
Like, people, come on, guys, let's learn. I've known my whole life since I was a child yeah. the shape of a poisonous snake versus a non-poisonous snake. That's mm. one thing that I learned, and that's one thing. I have a four-year-old. We're teaching him the same thing. The other day I was showing him a picture of a snake, and we went over that. Mm. What do you see? Because he's a very observant child. I give him credit, but we, will, we were discussing that. It's still hard that. to do. If enough bo- folks follow this conversation to where we are right now, there will be somebody that will post, I kill them all. Yep. Kill yep. them all. Kill yeah. them all. They're going to post it. A good snake I is a dead snake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wish they'd just learn about them and learn what, what they're doing is, is really hurting themselves. But that was the same that. thing we were hearing on the alligator. Kill it. Kill it. Yeah. Kill well, it. Trap it. Move it. That's yeah. the thing people need to understand that, that in Tennessee, unless there's a season set, you can't kill it, right? Correct. Yeah. So, um, let them go, Let you know? Go. It's, it's the same thing. And I, You're I, I, breaking I just, the law. I was surprised with all the comments of let's move the alligator. Yeah. We can't stop them from coming. They're right. naturally <laughs> <laughs> moving up the Wolf River. We, we can't stop them. And mm. even if we do, do we have the resources and the manpower to do that? No. Yeah, it would be incredible. No. And then no. you're going to get the guy that, that releases a caiman. I think a caiman's a pet. And we've there's had other that. types of pet You know, we've had calls of that for years, uh, and you would go out there and it would be a caiman. I think some of what happened, because they do occasionally attack a person, and, and you had the child that was killed a couple of years ago in Orlando or, or somewhere, mm-hmm. and I just think that still is hanging around a lot. But if you go back heads. and you look at that, those animals are in areas where they have been fed. Mm-hmm. Even though, don't feed the alligators, you see the signs, they get used to humans, they get used to humans feeding them, and then guess what? Yeah. That's when you have a problem, and that's what we've been trying to teach everybody. Even if you have one, don't put food out there. Don't leave your, don't, you know, I saw this saw this at a Wolf River boat ramp the other day. Somebody had been fishing, they gutted their fish and left all that there. That's what we don't want. Because that, even if you're leaving that, you're intentionally leaving food, and if there mm. is an alligator there, it's learning that there is a food source at the boat ramp. Yeah. Who was it the other day? Brian Thompson, maybe. Somebody compared what y'all have over there now, alligators, to what they've got over in East Tennessee with bears. I mean, you don't have that many alligators yet. No. But it's the sort of same situation. They have teeth. They're kind of big. Even though they're not usually aggressive toward people, it scares people to death. It, but it but if you feed them, they can be aggressive. You can't. Exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly what the, what they're dealing with in East Tennessee. Dan Gibbs is putting up a big advertising campaign to tell people not to feed bears, and you'll save them. But, you know, I was uh, in Gatlinburg, what was it, two winters ago, uh, you know, for a little family deal, and you're still seeing people leave the trash, not put it in bear-proof containers. We have to teach the people. We have to teach. We have to educate. Animals are animals, and this is what we have to do. But we've lost that knowledge somewhere along the way. I see this all the time, uh, even with people with farm animals. They have lost the basic knowledge and understanding of animal behavior, and it has, well, I'll go ahead and say it. Disney has made it horrible. Um, I actually wrote a paper on that in college about Disney. It was not the poacher in Disney. It was the hunter um, in Bambi. So (laughs) that's a side note. But when when kids see animals talking, they don't understand their true animal behavior. And and I explain this to my son all the time. We were talking about a dog the other day. And I'm like, what kind of behavior did you see? Were the ears up or were they flat? But kids are not taught that today. So and then they go into it and they see oh it's a bear and it's magical and let's feed it or no it's Mowgli is that yes. was that the bear on Jungle Book <laughs> yeah <laughs> well there's there will be we've been teaching for a long time at this place and we're always going to be still teaching, educate uh, forever forever more we do get a lot of calls though from schools wanting us to come out and talk to their kids and gosh I don't I mean I've talked to them my years and you're going to be doing a lot of that you probably already have been. Mm-hmm. But um, we keep trying. We just hope they keep listening and we get the right bunch. Yeah, we do a lot of um, 
call them skulls and skin programs. Yeah. We, you know, we, mm-hmm. I've done those over the years. You got a bone box. Yes, I did. And I actually <laughs> loaned that out and I <laughs> made them swear. To bring your bone and box. And I actually back. didn't give it to just anybody. It okay. was one someone I very uh, trusted very well okay. to take that particular bone box. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, one thing I have seen an increase and when we're doing those programs are kids coming up and saying, are these dead? Yeah. Are they alive? Yeah. That, that, just that, the first time I heard it, it shocked me. And then I've adjusted over the years, and then we explained to them. But I'm all, the first time it caught me off guard, but it's common. It's so common now. The kids don't understand that. Yeah. Do you come out and do a little puppet show with them? No, <laughs> I never do that because then that, oh, that puts the Disney on it. You know, I've never done that. You know, I've explained, and, you know, then they want to know where did you get them. And, you know, and then you hear, you know, you got the kids that say hunting is bad, and then you have to correct them. And even my son was watching a cartoon the other day and said something. It was, you know, of course, I make him watch the classics, you know. Oh, yeah, Bugs Bunny and Elmer <laughs> Fudd. Uh, yes, and they were duck hunting. <laughs> there you it go. was duck season. Rabbit season. No, it's duck season. It was duck season. <laughs> and he said it's bad to kill ducks. And I said, oh, let's have a little chat. Turn the TV off, and we're going to have a chat. Mama was working, but now we're going we're gonna to talk about it. And so we had a chat. Yeah, yeah. I, I've said it for many years. I, I feel sorry for kids who are raised in an environment where they don't have an opportunity to go fishing or hunting in their life. And we try to make that opportunity available all the time. Yes. Our website has a lot of information on that. Mm-hmm. If you're not a parent that does it, there's ways you get it done. We will mentor your child, but let him or her have the opportunity to see if they like the outdoors and get them away from this thing Yes. You know, for a little while. So, yes. But we're always trying. Okay. So, real quick, since you mentioned that, trying to get the kids, the kids out under fishing on our website. If you click fishing and then go down under um, for it's the rodeo kids. time. Yeah, it for is. the kids. Fishing events for kids are right there. And, and you can, uh, let me pull that up on the screen. I'm just clicking around. But under fishing, where that little red text is showing up right there on the screen, if you're watching, uh, if you're on WZYX, just go to tnwildlife.org. Hello, friends down in Franklin. Yeah. Now, they know all about hunting fishing yeah, they down do. there. They, they do. Down there. They so do. tnwildlife.org, click fishing uh, in the navigation bar, and then under that you'll find fishing events for kids. And they're all right there, and it's being updated every day. Uh, but, you know, I did an event last year where we brought kids out and introduced them to pellet rifles, to bows, and to shotguns. And um, that was that was a success. It was a, it was an experiment. We wanted to see how it worked. And, it, and I've had a lot of requests from parents in the community, hey, let's do that again. Because it was a situation where they weren't pressured, oh, my buddy. And it was just laid back. And I, I will say in Madison County, I had an amazing uh, group of volunteer hunter safety instructors that especially bows and shotguns. Those two guys have been doing it for 30 years, and they are great. And I I do plan on trying to do that event again this year. Okay, keep an eye on our website and our newsroom and our Facebook. Our Facebook is loaded with stuff all the Uh time, and we're trying to figure out ways to get it out there to you uh, in advance so that you know what's going on. Um, Free Fishing Day this year, I think it's June 9th. It's whatever that – June 9th. June 9th. But there's some fishing events going on before, and there will be some going on after. Just make sure you have the right – uh, licenses if you need them you may and, not if your kids well most young. of the fishing rodeos they the don't kids. have to have yeah the kids don't have to have it and the on that web page we get this question a lot i don't see my region listed well they're by region so you got to click on the appropriate yeah tab. there's a little tab on the side yeah. that you can break them out and, and yep. see the different regional events yeah um and is it and correct me if i'm wrong uh june 9th through the end of that week on the kids yes is the, the free fishing yep, week the kids can mm-hmm. yeah kids can fish all week for free yeah, we don't talk about that probably enough, but it's not for adults, but it is for kids. Yeah. And then, then the free fishing days for everybody uh, to go wherever. Amy, what over in West Tennessee? What is uh, what's the big attractions over there outside of alligators? What if you want to come over there and be a sportsman? <laughs> what are you coming over there for? Kayaking has become a huge event on Wolf River of all places. 
Um, and it has been... They're viewing alligators, right? Yes, they're viewing alligators. <laughs> uh, the last couple years, that has been one of our most popular things. I was actually surprised to hear it's such a destination. But it's the ghost, basically, scenic river. So okay. The ghost yeah. river. Yep. yep. And so a lot of them are coming to kayak that. And it is a very unique experience. And um, Is I, it fast water? No. Slow it's moving? Slow. You're, unless the river's up. But right, it's slow, easy going. Good fishing river? Uh, yes. They are catching quite a few. You know, a lot of them are fishing. But um, that's something in probably the last five years that I saw a big change in where the people that were fishing from their kayaks instead of using boats mm-hmm. and they were getting into like especially at lake ground they were getting some of those little back areas that the boats couldn't get into man they would wear out the brim or the crappie like right now lake ground first full moon in may you're gonna yeah you can and, go and catch a hundred you have a gill. lot of uh, over in west tennessee we have a lot of twra family fishing lakes yes. and lake ground's right there behind the region one office yes. it's awesome standing timber in it and yes. beautiful place mm-hmm. and that's where we've seen the increase in the in the kayaks i uh, remember the first one i was like what we got a kayak out here and then, and then, here they then it's it's all the time yeah, yeah. well and it's there's fun to fish out of those they're it, cheap yes. they're you know you can get them anywhere you can get them anywhere and you know it's a workout in itself and so a lot of people enjoyed that part of it do you have to wear your life jacket yes there you go yes okay that, that was one thing we ran into yep. with, and but another thing we're starting to see now paddle boards you know those are kind of that's the new trend now that we're seeing um or they stand up mm-hmm. i couldn't do that it looks rough to me <laughs> yeah. can't hold a fishing pole don't get me doing that <laughs> yeah well that's more for recreational and okay fun. all right yeah, they're not yeah. fishing yeah all i've right. seen people do it though what about your wmas over there what kind of do you have some great big areas for uh, we folks? have some great wood uh some duck hunting areas you know we have real foot mm-hmm. we have tigret those are our two big duck holes mm-hmm. uh Highly sought after the duck blind drawing will be here the first Saturday in August. Okay. Always busy. Um, what about what about uh, Natchez Trace? Is that a big area that's, for y'all? That's a deer hunting area. Okay, that's that's a, a big deer hunting area, big turkey hunting area. Um, very popular with the locals, and we'll have people come in from out of state. Uh, those are some stories I could tell you there, <laughs> <laughs> chasing some people from Louisiana. But um, yeah, we have quite a few people that will come in, and a lot of states do look at us. We you know that three three deer a day bag limit uh like, like louisiana they love to come up here they'll come up here for a week they'll kill a bunch of deer a lot of the guys will go ahead and pack them up and uh cut them up and then they take them back home mm-hmm. so it's very popular for uh people that are, are big into just eating the deer meat and cutting it up themselves let me ask you this you made me think about this with cwd going on and cutting deer and all that and it looks like tennessee's gonna make every state fall subject to our import restriction on on deer How's that going to go over with people? How are you going to? How are wildlife officers going to handle that? Do you think? Well, last two years we've been seeing an increase in violations on that, but we as an agency have really been promoting we need to stop this because this is serious. It's not going to get man. Man, if we get CWD, we're doomed. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of it. Yeah, it's here. It's it's here to stay, and we don't want it. And then with Mississippi showing a positive, I, it has really hit home because we have. In Shelby County, the tax the the processors and a lot of the taxidermists do more from Mississippi or out of state, right there around the Memphis area, than they do anywhere else. Mm. Um, the one taxidermist that we dealt with in Fayette County with a violation, you know, those were from Missouri, and he had a bunch of deer that had come in from out of state from other areas. So um, this is going to be a big message, and uh, you know, I'm I'm big about wanting to push it because we have so many people that travel down I-40 mm. headed out of state, and they're coming through West Tennessee and. You know, I, I, I want to do a little campaign on that, but um, 
know, that's the that's the travel corridor for everybody going west. Yeah, yeah. we don't we don't want to get it, and we are going to be enforcing it, and we are going to be mm-hmm. uh, letting people know as much as possible. By now, we've we've done a lot of of trying to let folks know. I hope they're understanding it. We have a pretty good post out on our Facebook this week about how serious it is. It is getting out there in that aspect. But what we ran into with the taxidermist and Fayette County was an older gentleman who doesn't have Facebook, that doesn't do social media, Uh, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, doesn't look at the hunting guide online. So, and that, you know, we almost need to back up and still do the old-fashioned posters and stuff at the stores for people to see it because not everybody is on Social. iPhones and yeah. social media and, and looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and if you know somebody like that because you are on all those things, please help us with the messaging yes. and, and let them know. What else you got? I was I was going to ask her about the, the ball games. You've been out at the Sounds game. Or not Sounds. What's so the team? Jackson, Jackson Generals. Jackson Generals. Yeah, it you, is coming up this Saturday. It's TWA night. We're sponsoring it. We're going to have a patrol boat uh, and do some little kids events after the ball game. We've got some Boy Scouts camping out, and we're going to do a little boating safety program with them. But, um, yeah, I've heard from a lot of people. I have not. I've heard it on the radio this week of them pushing TWRA night, and I've heard a a couple different people from the public say, hey, I saw y'all's banner out at the ball game the other night. I thought it looked good. And I'm like, well, that's great. Cool. So we have people that have been getting our message there. Are we doing multiple of those, or what's the plan? Every home game, they do a little fun game where they'll bring a kid out, and they do a, a game, and they're trying to catch a fish in a net, and they've got a hat on and some big overalls, and they get a fishing rod. if they awesome. Yeah, so they get a fishing rod on that. And then we're doing one night of the boating, but every home game, uh, TWRA is giving away at least one fishing rod. Cool. All right. All right. We're, we're starting to run out of time, but is there, Amy, what else do you want to, in the last minute or so, want to say about West Tennessee or what's going on? Yeah, what's going on out there in West Tennessee? What could people get into? <laughs> uh, the fishing on some of our state lakes is really starting to get good right now. Uh, if you're a brim fisherman, May is a great time. Uh, and, I mean, this is when the guys will come catch 100, uh, at like, like Graham just because it's right there at our back door. But, mm-hmm. man, the fishing is really starting to get good in some of those uh, agency lakes. All right. And uh, they don't cool. cost very much to go, and $3 or something like that. And $5. And $5. Rent you a boat there if you want to and paddle around. Take your own boat. Just look up the information about what you can and yeah, can't do. Yeah, it's all online. It's in the fishing guide, I'll tell you. And there are some different uh, length, krill limits, and size limits, so you need to double-check that. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Those lakes can be specific to the area, so double-check that. You've got a sportsman's license. You're in You're good. Shape. Yeah, You're just, good. just go. Anyway, Amy, we really appreciate you coming in today, and we'll get you back. We're going to go over your way. Jason, at least, is going to go over your way. <laughs> a, a couple quick things, too. You can let it roll. Amy will be at a, there's a, a dedication to Shane Hall, May yes. 23rd, Real Foot. Great man. Going to be dedicating a pier over there. Uh, it's a, a fishing pier, yes. A fishing pier. And then on the 24th, she'll probably be among you when you gather for the uh, Asian, Carp, Asian meeting. Carp meeting Sport at Paris meeting. at mm-hmm. the Enoch building. And uh, yep. so she'll be there. And uh, also, if you want to learn a little bit more about what happened at our last commission meeting, we meant to mention this. Go to our website. There's yep. information on the air bows out there. If you want to know what the thoughts are on airbows in Tennessee with our commission, and then there's a really good segment on there of all our program managers talking about the changes being proposed on our wildlife management areas. A lot of good information right on the homepage, tnwildlife.org. Yeah, and don't forget to visit that homepage, tnwildlife.org. I'll love it right there. And also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're out there all the time trying to get the information out to you and keep you all better informed and Hope y'all enjoy the great outdoors. And uh, happy employment appreciation day. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for what you do, both of you. (laughs) Yeah, you too, Jason. All right, Amy, thanks for being on. Oh, it's fun. All right. All right, everybody, we got some more talking after we get off this air today, but we'll be back next week to talk to you and get you updated on some things that have happened. Awesome. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks for tuning in. 
Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.